Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, dear ones. We've got an, a really fun episode here with TikTok absolute fucking megastar mob kitchen regular. It's Chef Seema Pankhania, who it turns out was a very, very much of a blast of a laugh, of a laugh blast. Uh, we got on so well. It, she was a perfect person to hoof an early dinner with before we both went out to Vicar of Dibley our way. Inevitably, really, probably, we assumed through a real proper second dinner later. <laughs> Um, first of all, though, thanks for listening to Hoovering. Um, if you could tell other people about it, I'd love that. Um, one way of doing that is just to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from or to leave it a five-star review. Or indeed, you can like pick someone up by their lapels and scream, listen to a podcast called Hoovering. Or I've seen, I love it when you kind guys, if somebody tweets, what's like an interesting podcast about food or eating? Um, I love it when I see that you've added me or the podcast in response to that thank you it's pretty much the only way to like shout out and be but <laughs> exist in amongst um all the sort of megastar massive jay rayner big big white boy podcasts anyway that's my thank you for listening i am so grateful that you listen if you listen and have spare money you can support the podcast financially go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod to find out more about that um come and see me do some stand-up if you want that's what my main job is 
do you remember stand-up it's so fun to do it again i'm working up new material um so i mean it's ropey but it makes if anything makes it a little bit more fun it's like this naughty secret night just for us if you're ever in london i'm every monday in november um doing new material at the camden comedy club and i'm bringing along my funniest friends desiree birch sarah pascoe sarah baron chloe Petz, occasionally a few token men because i'm a saint like that links to all of that and to everything interesting Seema and I are about to mention in this podcast are as ever in the podcast notes wherever you got your podcast from I put things in capitals to say that they're a link to whatever the bit of pot note is talking about right let's have a podcast shall we so um Seema uh, and me met over the zooms largely because this woman has such a crazy work schedule that she's got about one hour free every 15 days no wonder I felt an instant kinship with her we had so much fun i'm eating risotto that she invented with her chef's brains um for a partnership thing she's doing um and i I, she developed it for a partnership i developed it to use up a giant bushel of parsley uh, at the end of a jar of miso and to feed my whole family for dinner for hardly any money what a touch thank you for doing this how are you no worries i'm good thank you i've got my bowl bowl of food ready right here yes please <laughs> oh so i've got well i've i feel embarrassed to show you because i've eaten some uh, oh. <laughs> I've, I've got good. the famous miso mushroom risotto yes um, how do you like it i really like it hence having to have eaten some before we even begun the conversation good. and i am um, I've, I've maybe overdone i put in all the parsley i had that's fine. But actually, I'm into it. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, good. That sounds yeah. totally good. Yeah. But what have you got? That looks like some pastry goodness. Yeah. So this is just what I made this afternoon. Um, it is a, mm. can you see it? It's a chorizo and sausage ragu. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's actually really good. I don't make a lot of pastas. Well, I do make pastas, but not loads and loads of pastas. That this was really really nice and yeah. I was quite very happy with it especially like yeah. a ragu they quite scare me because it's like it's quite like a long scary process yeah what does what's the difference between a ragu and like a bolognese a I don't know sit with it for a couple of days I think so. I, I think ragu sometimes has milk in it um oh. this one doesn't okay so maybe it's not even a ragu <laughs> I love it. Like, hmm, actually, I'm thinking of, of a cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, maybe it's not a ragu. Well, whatever it is, it's delicious. And it it's looks really fair. Yeah. It. it doesn't look like milky. If, it, if it's got milk in it, then the milk is an no, absolute it surprise. No, it has no milk in it either. That is an interesting question. I wonder what is the difference between a ragu and a bolognese. Yeah, I know. Well, 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 we've asked it into the ether now, and somebody will tweet us. It's or Instagram us the answer. There we go. Or what there we go. The answer to be. So I'm <laughs> sure we will learn off the back of this podcast going out yeah. what the difference between a ragu and a sauce is. Yeah. Um, I remember going into a. I live in Lewisham in Southeast London. I remember going into a pub. Um, pretty rough pub so i won't say the name of it because i think it still go- still exists um but going in they just started to do food but we we're just having a drink and the guy behind the bar it's an aussie guy and he's like you know we've got food in here now and um we give you some meat and we give you it it's not a gravy it's a posher than a gravy it's called a jeu and it, i think oh. he's to be like Ooh, possibly <laughs> to your meat and juice. Meat juice. Oh, give me yeah. some of that. Um, yeah, he accidentally made us want to go away. Um, 
<laughs> I bet he's listening to this right now and he was like, oh, damn it. All those people I told my Jew about. Yeah, I'm going to be the first one to message her now. I'm going in the DMs now to tell her what the difference between a ragu and a sauce is. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, how was yours? You tasted yours. I'm going to try mine. Yeah, it's delicious. It's pretty good. I actually, there's so many people at the office, I just sneak a plate and hide it in the microwave. Because nice. I don't really take it. Because, um, like, I need a plate of food. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's tricky, isn't it? Also, my jaw clicks. Oh, does it? Mm, don't worry about that. <laughs> I couldn't hear that, no. But I'm like, I don't know. I will, This is, so this is your recipe that um, I think you, like, um, created as part of something that's like a collaboration with TikTok. You're like a TikTok star. And this is to do with, something to do with Samsung. So yes. So recipe, it is a... Yeah. yeah, talk us through. Go on, go on, say it. I'm go interested on. in it from a flavours point of view and like a yumminess point of view. This fit, the miso is so yummy and right. Like it's so yummy. lovely. And mushrooms with that is like double hit of the same nice round earthiness. And then the yeah, it's perfect with parsley. I don't think mm, it's, it's not high up so, my favourite herb list, but no, neither same. Um, it's quite an easy herb to add into stuff. So I actually made it with Samsung KX um, yeah. with their new phone, Samsung Galaxy S12 Ultra 5G. That's- wow, well remembered. <laughs> I know, I got it in- I've actually got it tattooed on my arm. Um, <laughs> at all times, I can just whip it out. <laughs> you, know, you remember the um, risotto I made? Yeah, we're also the Samsung KX Ultra 5G <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and it's just about like, teaching students that like they can make easy delicious food that's yeah. cheap and it can look quite fancy mm-hmm. but it's not well i guess it is but it's easy to do yeah like did you find were there any like troubles that you had when you were making it was there anything that was like oh i don't know what to do no it's an easy easy oh. i'd go Fantastic. a piece of piss I oh that's exactly why i want i want rescues yeah. that are a piece of piss but they yeah, don't 100%. look like a piece of piss they trick you yeah. Well, also, I get. I think people get scared of risotto because you, you, my. There's a mis. Well, you have to stand by it. You just have to stand by it for a yeah. bit, stirring it because it's the constant stirring that gives it that like amazing shine and yeah. like lovely round uh, like all to, all togetherness flavour. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm mad that I've had this podcast so long. And <laughs> yeah. That's all together flavourness. Yeah. Together. It's got. It makes the flavours harmonise. but the glorious thing about risotto though is it's so it's such an easy like it's so easy like you're not doing anything complicated no you're not doing anything complicated you're doing any complicated ingredients you just sit there stirring you don't have to watch it stir you can i'm usually on my phone on tiktok actually whilst i stir so it's literally like you're sitting down but you're just standing and stirring I love it. But so I've never. So this podcast has been going for four years, and I talk to all sorts of people, Seema, from all walks of life. Not necessarily anything to do with food all the time. Like um, from comedians who, you know, obviously I've got the easiest access to through to yeah. people from the world of food, but right through to like oh, sailors and weightlifters and all sorts. Oh, lovely. Of, yeah, interesting people. So, but what I've never ever had on is anybody. Maybe because I'm such an old lady, but who's like a TikTok, like social media star. And what's fascinating for me about this recipe, because I've not like, I'm not such an old lady that I always have to follow a recipe from a paper book. Yeah. But it's still quite new to me to think 
well, I'll look up a video. And actually for me, it started in lockdown that. And it, yeah. was, it was like Instagram where I'd, because Instagram understands how, what people want to see. I get exactly. lots of food at yeah. me. Um, it's because I'm talking about it all the time and I'm looking yeah. at it all the time. So it gives me more, 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 more food. And um, yeah, dozens and dozens of recipes I saw in there and thought, well, that's... I can follow a video. I don't need to read it from a book. Um, and what's really lovely about this recipe is that you've essentially not just told the students or old ladies like me who are going to make it, how to make it, but you've told them how to film it beautifully. Yeah. And that's like, and there are hot tips for how to like avoid steamy windows and stuff like that. Fascinating exactly. to me that. It's, Very newfangled. It is, it is very new. And I think I'm always surprised I haven't spoken to more people from social media because that was just, that's kind of like all I speak to. Yeah, so I'm like, there's just so many of us. Have you missed us? Yeah. But at the same time, it is a very, very new thing. I think yeah. only in the past, like since lockdown, to be honest, it's like exploded. And now people really, really care about like, not only how the food tastes, but how it looks. Yeah. And I think it's almost it seemed quite scary um, yeah. to make something look nice, but it's not that difficult at all. It's literally like, as I said, um, in the Samsung KX partnership, that it's mm. just about lighting. That is a main, main yeah. thing. Just literally get it, take your bowl outside, even if it's in your garden yeah. and that'll create, that'll get a nice photo. You don't even need a fancy camera or anything. Nowadays, everything we do, is actually taken on our phones. Yeah. So you don't need any fancy equipment or anything. It's actually pretty relatively easy to do. All these apps and stuff make it so easy to put together. Oh, do you just do it on an app? That makes sense, doesn't it? Because like, I thought that TikTok was just for very quick dances and I wouldn't have known how to fit a whole recipe in. You can do it through TikTok. Get, it, we, there are apps where you just film it all and then the app helps you edit it into a very short yes. video. Yes, yeah, there are loads of apps that do that. I... Um, I actually do it through like Premiere Pro and Adobe now, but I used to just do it through the TikTok app because right. it's quite easy to, if you're, if you're not doing it too, right now, cause I'm doing like 17 a week or something. I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to do this. Busy lady. Busy lady. I'm like, okay, I need to do this quite efficiently. Yeah. But if you're just doing like one a week or whatever, like it's quite easy to do through TikTok. Fair play. Um, so well, that's how you ended up being a TikTok person. But how did you end up being a cooking person? Um, I actually wasn't meant to be a cooking person. Oh. I I know. Um, I went to uni and I did neuroscience. And I was wow. like, oh, science. I love it. Um, lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> lab coats and data. Give me all of that. Um, but then I realized that lab coats and data actually wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Right. <laughs> and you're kind of just locked up downstairs in the basement with like pipettes um, squeezing out like two milligrams or something. Um, and then halfway through uni, I was like, actually, I really, really enjoy cooking. I enjoyed cooking before uni as well. Like I used to do a lot of baking and stuff. And then throughout uni, I did more like savory foods. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to give it a go and I'm just going to try my best. And so I gave myself a year after I graduated to see where it would take me. And I was like, if I don't do anything by the end of this year, then I'll just, I don't know, like work in a bank or something, whatever yeah. you do, whatever you can do with a neuroscience <laughs> degree. Fallback. <laughs> your brain box, your fallback. Like, if it doesn't work out after a year, I have to get a job in the subway. And you're like, if it doesn't work out after a year, I'll just go into recruitment at JP Morgan. Like, <laughs> it's got like a really ambitious fallback job, which is very impressive. And I, I say really that, but like, it. I don't know how hard it is to get in. I've not done it. I just assumed that like, oh, I surely. it's got a 
and ask and they say yes I think that's how it works yeah, surely yeah, like yeah. that's just how it works right yeah my friends are all like proper brainiacs like they just like stroll yeah. into these sort of positions so I'm like oh, oh yeah that seems fine now I don't even know I can't even do my timetables I can't yeah, do a single timetable look you're preaching to the choir I've been a comedian for 13 years I've got no <laughs> transferable skills whatsoever I just had a, week- a weekend away from my friends 14 and like they've had to create their own like sub subset whatsapp group called desk twats because i can't understand the language that they're using when they talk about their jobs like i'm like well, what are you talking about i just pick up a microphone and say whatever i want whenever i want and they're like yeah well we've got an ad we're accountable to a dpp yeah proper jobs suck i'm glad you ended up being a cooking person so the one thing that i found so fascinating because before i worked here i was working in a restaurant for a year Oh. And what I found so fascinating is all my like corporate friends was emails. I just thought emails was the most fun thing in the world. I used to literally, we used to go out for dinner, I used to be like, can I just look at your emails? And I would just read through my friends' emails. And they'll be like, oh, so can I just have this on my desk? My I'm like, oh my God, that's so exciting. That sounds so fun. For us, that's the equivalent of getting in a taxi and going, chase that car. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, what a email. Blackberry from the olden days. <laughs> it just sounds so fun. Even now, my emails are like, oh, can I have this done by this time? Whatever. It's just like yeah. documents and stuff. So when when I see my friend's emails and it's like like interesting stuff, I'm like, that's so much fun. Give me, yeah. Someone send me a fun email. <laughs> <laughs> Love emails, so funny. Oh, God. So you were discovering, like, cooking and that, the side. So, oh, I want to ask two things. I want to know about eating growing up. What was it like in your house when you were a kid? And then also I want to ask honestly about what you ate like as a student, because I think there's so much, including this recipe, brilliant stuff accessible to anyone uh, who's a student now. Like you could impress someone on a (laughs) stand now as a student in a way that was not, I'm old, I know I must be older than you, but I'm, I... I was a student like between 15 and 18 years ago and no, like I had super noodles every day Oh, and, and with, with a bit of cucumber Oh, and, like, but like fancy. I had no <laughs> skills and no desire to learn any skills. Whereas I feel oh. like that, that, is it Gen Z or even younger, I guess now who are going off to uni are like equipped with some key yeah, traits on that front. Yeah, definitely. I think, when I was younger, my mom always cooked. Like we never got prepackaged meals. We never got food out. We never went to restaurants, um, mainly because we didn't have the money. Yeah. But it meant like that we always cooked everything fresh. Like there was always, it was always London. Yeah, I grew up on the outskirts in Slough, so I say it's from London. But someone from London wouldn't say it's from London. <laughs> but if everyone asks, I am. Yeah, it's London. Um, <laughs> um, but everything used to be fresh. All the, my mom used to make a lot of Indian food. She still does. Um, uh-huh. So it used to be all curries, everything like rockleys and stuff. Um, mm. And I used to always see her in the kitchen and always cooking. So I think I just thought it was a normal thing that oh yeah, your mom just cooks every dinner, like every day she makes food. But then when I grew up, I was like, wait a minute, like not everyone, not everyone cooks every day. Mm. And I think that's how people when they grow up they're like oh actually that is a thing to do every single day because I saw it I just thought that was the norm I didn't yeah. think anything else of it um and I only started to really like go out to eat when I was like 18 yeah. um because I I just thought that was just normal you just eat at home and then yeah. that's it and then when I was 18 I was like oh my god look all this other food that there is 
And then that's when like my mind was blown. And that's when I went to uni. I was like, holy shit, there is so much food out there. I'm very well equipped with Indian food now because of my mum. But there is so much food out there that I just I need to know as much as I physically can, as fast as I physically can and just get it inside my brain. And in my mouth at the same time. <laughs> I think it's um, a really great thing to have to um, to sort of fall in love with as a student. I, I got really into film at student, realised like there's ooh. this world I haven't tapped into and yeah. people started buying me books about film and history. Of it. And mm. like, I don't know, I didn't, cooking came later for me. I, I think it's a really cool thing to have your um, mind blown by at that age because it's such a spongy age as well. Yeah. But also, um, I wonder, um, friends I've got who had a similar experience of not going to restaurants much or at all, and having, you know, a parent cook everything at home up until the sort of freedom of university, essentially. Um, Some of them still to this day get a little bit nervous when they go to restaurants. I imagine you Mm. cured that with flooding, but at this point, like being in the food (laughs) industry for this long, but um, initially, was it a little bit nerve wracking? Like how to behave? Oh, 100%. No, so my brother had to teach me how to eat out in a restaurant, like, because he was old, he's like five, six years older. So he had gone to restaurants way before I did. And when we used to go, he has to literally teach me like how to use like a knife and fork properly and like and at, at, at like 16 17 not like young when you're meant yeah. to learn how to like act adequate not even adequately just like act in a restaurant yeah um and for so long he used to just order all the food and stuff like that and then as i started getting more used to it i was like do you know what? i could do it myself and now he asked me what to get in restaurants so it's oh, <laughs> so lovely when something comes full circle like yeah that. I love it. So um, what you've legit- made me think of is there any consolation yeah. my best i've got a six-year-old son who i take to restaurants as i suppose as often as anyone takes a six-year-old to a restaurant it's a joy to go to certain restaurants with him and others i'm glad he's not there but um (laughs) it is the most enjoyable company in a restaurant that he's ever been up until this age obviously he's a bit more sensible than a toddler now but um that's he's for a six-year-old well versed in just what Mm. you do in a restaurant that you wouldn't do at home etc and still last week we went out for pizza and um I was like, what's he doing? And um, he's just, he dropped a bit of ham dropped off his pizza and he was just having that off the floor. <laughs> In the restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> and we were with a friend as well who, you know, you really don't want them to do that in front of. Um, that's yeah. so funny because if, like, if it was in my house I'd just pick it up but in a well, restaurant I'd be like that's the yeah, in a re- I'm an yeah. absolute trollop at home and I won't <laughs> call him on it whereas I've had to just uh, yet again like have a one-to-one chat where you're like you can't really do that in restaurants and he was like yeah. it's just a little bit of ham and it's like no you don't double down <laughs> it's almost like also like eating meat off the bone so we when you go to nando's i eat like an absolute animal like yeah, genuinely yeah, like look yeah. away but like when you're in a big group of people and there's like 15 of you and there's just like one girl in the corner like really getting inside her chicken with like, like <laughs> sauce up her arms and like ketchup and and like chips flying everywhere that's when yeah. i'm like okay right i still to this day don't know how to eat a piece of meat with a knife and fork that has well, a bone on it. I think that's glorious. Like, it just doesn't, just it just doesn't make sense. Doing that to 
please don't convert to like boring knife and fork. If you see me, if anyone sees me eating a piece of chicken, like a leg with a knife and fork, like they can see me struggling. Like I can't do it. I'll pretend I'll do like a piece. And then when someone looks away, I'll grab it with my hand and I'll eat the rest of it. I don't think anyone's meant to be eating a leg of chicken with a knife and fork. No, you can't do it. It's too difficult. wrong with that. You'd have to be in such a stuffy old school fancy fine dining place. And you miss so much meat on the chicken. The good bits. We used to, I mean, the two sides of that are like the the, positive side of that is that I feel like uh, there's um there's some Guardian column that one of my group of friends read all the time, like a love, like there's a date, and then they both report back on how their date went. And quite often, the woman on the date, whether it's a straight or a queer date, the woman on the date, like, well, if she's eaten meat off, like, if she's eaten meat with her hands, it will always get commented on, but always in a, and that was sexy way. (laughs) Like, that was always his his or her favourite thing about her. If she just picked up a whole salmon and just ate it with her hands. And I think that's great. I love it i absolutely yeah. love it yeah that, i think that's the way to go yeah um but yeah i think some people can do it elegantly i personally can't um yeah. but props <laughs> to those who can <laughs> yeah hats off hats off to those ladies um i mean have you i mean i've got some silly questions here <laughs> have you ever <laughs> me, me. eaten anything that isn't food that isn't food what, yeah. like, like poo Oh, I mean, it doesn't have to be poo, but you won't be surprised to know my son has also done that. Uh, but it was a few poo? years ago now. No, I must have expected you to be eating poo. Is your son okay? That's what straight where your brain went. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> but, um, no, like um, oh, um <laughs> what else is there that isn't food that you could eat? Like, I mean, the crawl? other day in the park, I watched a little boy. Um, have to go to A and E because he'd eaten the plastic spoon that came with his little tub of ice cream. Oh, he just sort of somehow wow. gulleted the spoon. Oh god! Um, mostly people, if they have an answer to this question, have like a childhood disaster story where they. Oh no! I don't. I don't. I never ate poo, and I never ate anything that wasn't food. I'd probably. There was one thing I would never not eat anything though, even if it's like I do eat things that probably you shouldn't eat, like mouldy food. I do eat a lot of mouldy food. No, it's good for you. It's good. It's for good you. for you. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's so it's good, good for your microbial diversity, yeah. and it's good for your immune system. End of. Anyone yeah. who disagrees, they're welcome to come around and have a physical fight. Yeah, and they'll lose. Yeah, because we'll fill the mould and they'll die. Yeah, we'll, and we're so yeah. full of mould that we can pick anyone. <laughs> exactly. on Literally, I'm 75% mould at this point. How much mould I eat? I think I've never, ever, ever gotten food poisoning and I eat no, so much mould. <laughs> like, literally, people are like, oh, you shouldn't be eating that. That's like two days past expiration date. Like, babes, I've eaten like chicken curry that's been in my fridge for like two months and I'm yeah. fine. I'm literally fine. I've never vomited from food. Um, I've never, I've never gone sick from food, mouldy food, nothing. It's completely fine. I am a hundred percent in exactly the same boat as you. Good. Um, but have you found? I have found uh, that has caused tension in in the past in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I've definitely been out with people who are like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, mm, "Look away, <laughs> look yeah. away." I um, just lie to my boyfriend. Like, yeah. I just I just tell him it's not mouldy and he'll eat it, and I'll tell him after yeah. I'll be like, "Ha that was mouldy and you ate it," <laughs> and then he'll get sad. But he's eating it now, so what's he going to do? <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> There's like bread it. and it's a bit mouldy. I cut it off and like I'll throw it in the bin. And then after he's in, I'd be like, you know, that, that piece had mould on it. 
and yeah. he'll, be, he'll be like, but the mold's inside. No, it's not. It's actually fine. Tell him to read a book. There's a book by a guy called Tim Spector called The Diet Myth, and, and he's got another one out which I haven't read yet called Spoonfed. But um, it's all about the gut microbiome and mm. how mold is amazing for you. So there we go. End there we go. He said science. it. Science. science. It's in a book. Not just, not just a comedian. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Is there anything that you believe demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? Um, Classic examples are things like... um, Cadbury's cream eggs I guess they did like a whole thing on it like how yeah was. but I mean doesn't not necessarily that confectionery comes up a lot people have talked about everything from Big Macs through to yogurt all mm. sorts. have you got anything that you think you need to eat in a one thing I do think like I think pasta is best eaten straight from the pan mm. because like like now my pasta's been out even when it's out for like two minutes it dries up so fast yeah like the sauce dries up so fast if you eat it straight from the pan it just stays glossier it stays warmer um my friend used to this in uni she used to just never eat from a plate she's always just bring her literally the pan into her room or into our room and then just like just eat it out of the pan oh, watching tv um she was amazing and after that i was like do you know what you're right why am i getting another dish out i do often get another dish out for photos which is a shame but then oftentimes what i do is i put the dish back into the <laughs> pot <laughs> amazing mix it down and then eat it from there because yeah. it's just better yeah it is better it's i suppose better. that's why real grown-ups heat their bowl oh yeah. golly who does that I mean, posh old people that live in Surrey. Yeah. Yeah, people like Giles. Giles, oh, Giles Giles definitely heats up his plate. He's not heating his own plate, is he? No, he's getting his plate heated by someone else. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Yeah. and she uses a lot of hairspray. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we see you. Um, (laughs) 
Have you ever had um, um, any sort of food fears or phobias? And if not, any like, okay, were you about to respond to that? I was. I've yes. had many, <gasps> many, many phobias. Some that I've tackled this year. Wow. Um, wait, I can give you three. Great. Um, one is soups. I've <gasps> notoriously I've been scared of soups, scared of broths. Scared and things of like soups. Because right. they just... Because they're so, I think it was because one time I had this trial shift at this place and they were like, they were, I, this was like, I haven't worked at any restaurant. It was my first ever like cooking job. And she, in my trial, she was like, make a leek soup. And I was like, what? How do you do that? And then she didn't give me the job because she, I asked how to make a leek soup. And, what? and I was like, how am I meant to know how to make a leek soup? I don't know how to make any soup. Soup scare me. And obviously that wasn't a bad excuse. So I did get the job. <laughs> but I just think they're so simple and like there's not much to it. So that's why like simple. they're deceptively simple and lie. that's why they scare me. But yeah. do you know what? They are actually really simple. <laughs> they're not that difficult yeah. at all. <laughs> they're really, really easy and they're really cheap. So I did overcome that. Great. Another one that I've been scared of is making like things like ragus and like mm-hmm. long haul pastas, like lasagnas yeah. and stuff, because Italian food definitely isn't my forte. Um, because And again, it's so deceptively simple. There's not a lot to it. And there's a lot about technique, how you yeah. dice your vegetables and how long you put this in for and deglazing in all that sort of stuff. And I've got yeah, yeah. quite scared of that. But since working at Mob, that's I've definitely something I've learned on quite a lot, which Great. I'm quite, which I'm a lot more confident now. Amazing. Um, and my third one, yeah. which I'm still still quite scared about, is just beef. I didn't eat beef growing up because there's no beef right. in my house. I only started eating beef maybe like a few years ago. And still, I just don't understand. I don't I don't know any cuts of it. I'll lie. To, if someone yeah. says, oh, like what copy? I'll just pretend. And I'll just say, oh, that's yeah, a rub steak. One, one of the oh, oh, front yeah. and middle ones. Obviously, yeah. that's a sirloin, obviously. Uh, but I've literally no idea. I'll just guess. Yeah. And what are they going to do? Tell me off. You don't know. If you don't know what it is, then I'm going to tell you what it is. <laughs> what? I mean, are you expected then, I suppose? I suppose as a chef, you are expected to know the things that butchers yeah. know. I yeah, but I don't know. I don't. Like know. I don't it's got brown bits. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to cut cook a steak properly. Like I can probably do it if I like tried really, really hard and like yeah. like looked at it very intently with like three YouTube videos next to me and probably like a cookbook. Yeah. But well, other than kind that, of stuff like where I use videos all the time if I don't know how to do something mm. like that. Like the the resources now are so amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Like, if you're like, but equally, if you don't eat it very often, what would your incentive? Exactly. Be? There's things like to bone like a whole chicken, like a butcher would that I would mm. love to do a course on one day, but I don't eat meat very much my partner doesn't eat meat at all oh i see i don't i'm vegetarian at home um which is another reason why this risotto is perfect because you can have Mm. it later but like um and i don't cook meat at home but like historically like i think it's like you know especially like if there are students listening to this who are on a budget like it's so much cheaper to buy a whole thing to buy yeah it's it's so much better yeah if you can just and they're (laughs) There are so many good YouTube videos on how to do it, like how to bone a chicken mm. really brilliantly. Um, but I just have still it's, just massacred. It's not difficult. Do you know what? A Genuinely, I think boning chicken is so easy. Like I think boning chicken is easier than preparing a butternut squash. <gasps> Whoa. Genuinely. That is bold. Yeah. That is bold. I could a butternut squash. You could chop, squash chop a leg off. That is annoying. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Such it's hard. Um, you need like three pieces of utensils. You need yeah. like gloves because everything is getting sticky. We well, don't need gloves, but like 
Maybe you want oh, gloves because everything gets sticky. Gloves on, <laughs> yes. Gloves on. Those but, tendrils inside, even when you yeah, put the seeds out, there's still exactly. bits to try and, and get out. Like, what do you cleaning use that, all that up. or a knife? Exactly. And then now I've got to clean up a spoon, I've got to clean up a knife, I've got to clean up a peeler. Chopping the way through it. I'm not a very strong gal. I can't right. get my way. I can't hack my way through it. Uh, my knives aren't very sharp. No, I'm not, unfortunately. Uh, my oh. knives also aren't very sharp because I hate okay, sharpening we'll knives. Oh, okay. I just Fine. don't. It's just not a fun experience. So I just rather have them blunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> really, ama- really amazing. Middle fingers up to the rest of the cooking industry there. I don't like sharpening them. So I would I would rather have to peel this button on the spot with my teeth. <laughs> or Jet. borrow your knives. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm working somewhere, I guess, where there's loads of people doing stuff. As you can oh yeah, yes. I take Jordan's knives all the time. I'm like, oh, can I just borrow this? Like, I'll give it to you like in two days. <laughs> <laughs> but with um, a chicken, you don't need a yeah. sharp knife. You can right. do most of it just by ripping it apart. Amazing. Look um, it's again. just so easy, genuinely. Yeah. Very, very easy thing to do. The only thing yeah. that I think might be tricky is taking the breast off because of yeah. the bone. But if you've carved a chicken before, which most people yeah. have, then it's the yeah. same thing. And okay. also, who cares, who cares if you do it well or not? It's your own chicken. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe don't film the first time you try and do it unless yeah. you're looking to make a funny video. Exactly. Um, I don't think, I think a lot of the times, all the times, a lot of the times people get scared of making things. They're like, oh my God, it's not going to turn out right. But like, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it, nobody cares. Yeah. Unless you're cooking it for like people. But even then, like, they're cooking, they're eating your food. They should be thankful you're cooking for them anyway. So, it doesn't matter. Fair play. Uh, fair play. Um, I ask everyone this, but I'm especially interested in it from you because your life looks so full of cooking in a way that's like, so much to do with like other things like the deadlines the looks or aesthetic of the food the budget of the food um but like i i want to know like um how much um does it do, do, so i don't know how to articulate this other than to give an example of my own so yeah. when you're a comedian um it's like the downside is that you are the worst audience member ever for comedy because uh, you, um like you might love something you're watching but you'll go wow that's very good instead of laughing yeah so you can't like watch narrative comedy on telly without like just seeing just seeing the cameras there even if it's mm-hmm. nice, really, you can imagine all the crew and everything it sort of ruins it and i want yeah. to know um i want to know what that if is there any impact on if you work in food all the time mostly people say there is like yeah does it suck all the joy out of food but do you look at do you look at cooking analytically rather than i think i think i do often base joy yeah i think i don't think it takes that but i think i am definitely more constructive when i go out for meals like definitely i'll be able to tell if it's good or not and it'll be like quite like a firm decision whether I like it or not. It'll be like, not like, oh, this is okay. But like, no, I didn't like it. Oh, this is actually really good. And yeah. I'm quite harsh with that. But usually I do try to keep that to myself because what I hate is that when I'm eating with other people or they, either they don't want me to eat their food because they're like, oh my God, no, I'm scared. Even they're like, I'll eat it. And I'm like, oh, I always pretend I like it. 
Oh. <laughs> Even if I don't, unless like they really push for me to say my honest review, but like I always pretend I like it because like yeah. someone's cooking for you. Even if like they tried their best, they're not going to be a professional chef. You're not mm. going out to eat in a restaurant. You know they put yeah. this love and care into cooking something. Do you just yeah. enjoy it for what it is? Um, that is one thing I don't like. Or if like I'm going to a restaurant, people get quite stressed. Like oh my god, I need to choose a good restaurant. I'll be like no no, oh, it's god, fine. Yeah. If, if like I'm happy to go somewhere that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. because it's almost telling me a part of you and something that you enjoy. And then we get to try this new experience. And if it's really, sometimes it's actually really fun. Like me and my friend, yeah. is really just one of the worst restaurants I've ever been to my life. I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> genuinely so, so, so bad. And it was yeah. just such a laugh because it was yeah. just so hilariously bad that <laughs> it just was just disgusting. Uh, I, I just weren't expecting it whatsoever, but I think that's one thing that, like, I wish people wouldn't put pressure on themselves if, like, yeah. I'm eating their food or, like, I'm going out for dinner with them. Um, unless I'm going there to specifically critique the food, which I'm not, which because I'm not yes, a food course. critic, um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes um, it, def- it doesn't happen with new friends, um, but the equivalent would be that sometimes friends' new partners... I think freak out a little bit that you do comedy and like mm. try really hard to be. They think that I must funny. want to be funny all the time and want oh. people around me to do jokes all the time. Mm. And I can only communicate in constant jokes. Um, and it, it's just eggy, isn't it? Mm. Imagine a comedian that wanted to be funny all the time. Disgusting company. Really. <laughs> just terrible. Oh, that's true. Do you ever find that you don't like like your friends' partners because they're so disgustingly unfunny? No, <laughs> I love someone who's really serious to the point where um, my one of my absolute favourite moments ever with my cousin's husband, who's the loveliest man in the world, um, but he's Australian and he, um, I feel like I've done two impressions of Australian people, but he, <laughs> when they got together, they met on Guardian Soulmates um, ages ago now you know, million years later, married, three kids, etc. But he was like, um, what I really liked about what Georgia put on her profile was that she was she hadn't written was looking for good sense of humour um, because everybody else had put there. No, I haven't got one at all. <laughs> like, that was like accidentally one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And he's got a lovely sense of humour, but he was like, oh, I did the pressure. I didn't want these women to be looking for a funny man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, good job. Good job. Good honesty. No, I, like the I like the antidote. Like, I, you know... If you ask what I want to watch, I want to watch something really grit, like sad, yeah, gritty or thrilling. Yeah, um, I don't. Um, yeah, <laughs> fine, isn't it? <laughs> um, what's the swankiest thing you've ever eaten? Do you think? Um, what would be the swankiest thing? I went to my first ever Michelin-starred restaurant um, a few weeks ago, um, and it was. Can you say uh, which one it was? Yeah, I can. It's quite, it's a French name. I'm just going to Google it quickly. Fair <laughs> it's in the Four Seasons. Oh. What's it called? La Dame du Pic. Oh, that sounds amazing. Even the even uh, name Swanky. It was really, genuinely, really, really incredible. I think right. Swanky food has its place. I don't think I could go very often because I feel like I felt sick for two days after. Right. Because it was just... <laughs> the, the food was delicious. You just sort of roll out of there, don't yeah. you? Like made of butter Yeah, it was cream so delicious. But it was almost too delicious. And it was like 
12 courses. Oh, yes. And we also got wine pairings. I actually don't very much like wine. I'll drink it for the lols. I don't actually like it. Um, I'll just drink it for fun. And it was just so much butter and so rich and so delicious that, like, I just felt like a sack of potatoes for two days. Um, like a sack of potatoes that you, like, rolled around in butter and then deep yeah. fried a few times. Like, that's I mean, how I felt. delicious, but yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand um, but it was mean. absolutely incredible. Yeah. Genuinely so good. Oh, happy days. Yeah, I love it when you go to a restaurant. And like you say, you wouldn't want to be going every week because no. you just come away feeling like you've had done you've done a whole Christmas. Yeah. Basically in yeah, one absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's it's like um it's sort of like going to a theme park, isn't it, for the moment. Mm. Really really exciting. Um I agree. I want to go more than I do now, which is very rare. But I also love the idea of never in that never becoming too regular. Yeah, too regular I, I was think that. I was thinking, oh, I want to go again, but actually, like, I don't want to go more than like once or twice a year, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. it's just first of all, it's so expensive, so yeah, like ridiculously expensive, and you just need like a day off afterwards to recover from just <laughs> yeah. everything you've eaten. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to go twice as much as you. Okay, cool. Um, I want to go like four times a year. I want to go quarterly. Yeah, quarterly is quite nice. Yeah, quarterly could work. I yeah. could do that. I'll check my diary, but I think I could do that. Yeah. Um, you cannot answer this if you like, because it's it's quite an intrusive question. But again, I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. But um, would you say you've always had an easy relationship with eating, or has it ever been complicated? I think. Um, I think it has probably been quite complicated. I think when I was little, I was quite big, bit of a chunky little girl. Um, I think even now I struggle a lot because I gained maybe like 10 to 15 kilos in the past year um, because of this job. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> because I've been working here and it's literally because like look what I'm having right now Dude, look how much yes, butter and it. like sausage meats in this and that's just yes. why I eat day to day and the thing is I'm it's not that. and I like I was like oh just eat less but yeah, yeah but it tastes fantastic mm. I can't just eat less yeah. it tastes really good yeah um so that's definitely been difficult and it's like I know it sounds like oh it's such a tough life yeah okay it's a tough life <laughs> I can't <laughs> Oh, I just got all this delicious food. food. I've made all the time. Yeah, I'm just around all this delicious food all day, every day, and I just can't stop eating it. I think I hear what you're saying so like on this podcast like I have been on a journey since four years ago when I did it. Yeah. I'm kind of very anti-diet industry Mm. um, because I just think it it, it doesn't yeah, work and it's so a con toxic. and it's really I find it very toxic. people over. Yeah. Um, but it's not to say that like, you know, there are so many ways in which it, eating can get complicated and actually any way that takes you away from having complete choice over what you eat and when you eat, including having a job where you are constantly surrounded by stuff that you are under duty to eat either as part of your work yeah. or to test it so that it's yeah. nice enough for whoever you're making it for. Yeah. Like, it's again, like it takes you away from your intuition. Yeah, it does. control over what you eat. And so it's an utterly valid way to be like, no, it's complicated. That's complicated yeah, it is. life in a way that's like, it's tricky, isn't it? Like there's it is. apparently lots of like chefs in restaurants get tummy ulcers because they're constantly tasting constantly but never having any feeling of fullness oh my god never getting to never getting to feel hunger yeah um and always like on the move and i guess the stress and shit yeah (laughs) but um 100 
I was my lowest weight when I was in restaurants because I wouldn't have time to eat. All I would eat was a few bites and I would be working like start at like 8.30 a.m., finish at 1 a.m., five days a week. So you have no time to have a meal. You're eating just constantly little, little bites. Everyone's like, oh, my God, like you work in the kitchen. How are you so skinny? It's because like I don't have time. Yeah. You don't have time to sit down and have I'm a meal. very well. I'm yeah. stressed out I'm, and I'm working not, horrible hours. <laughs> this is the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but genuinely. thank you for my compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? At least I'm skinny. <laughs> yeah, thank you for my really toxic compliment. Thank you for genuinely, buying yeah. that thing. Thank you for yeah. that the world really likes thin ladies. You yeah, literally, uh, it's so difficult. And yeah. it's, it's like, I find it so hard even now to just find a balance. Cause yeah. like, for example, I finished my work day. I've probably eaten about four meals already. Everyone's yeah. going out. All my friends are going out for dinner. What am I going to do? Just not Why go. Do you have dinner with me? Here, yeah, I do. Exactly. I'm full. <laughs> and I've already eaten half the plate and I don't need to. I'm full. <laughs> I'm constantly full. Yeah. And then if you go meet the friends, you're like, okay, well, I'll just have a starter. Or like a yeah. Starter. And like, then oh, what's going on? We need to talk. <laughs> yeah. And then their food looks really good. And, oh, let me just have a bit. And then like yeah. I'm having three courses and two desserts and then all that stuff. So it's, it's really, it's such a, it's, it's a difficult life. Okay. It doesn't it's look like life. it. But it's complicated. It's complicated. Of course, that's a, yeah. of course it's a stress. Um, <laughs> Five second rule, yes or no? Let's get back into silly stuff. No, absolutely absolutely not. No. What, you're not eating something off the floor? I am. Good. I I was going to say, Queen, Mold Queen, (laughs) I'd be really surprised (laughs) if it turned out that actually you were like, that's uh, where I draw the line. I have something off the floor. That's where I draw. No, no, I'll I'll do. There was, I'm going to, I won't get in trouble, but there was this, in our old studio, um, there was like a desk like this big where we used to film, and they used to be like this sort of crevice. Um, in between the cameraman and me and oftentimes when I'd be doing like throwing cheese in the air or throwing like apples in the air for the shots it would just yeah. fall in that crevice and <laughs> so that crevice just was full of just so much shit and yeah. every time we just pick it up put it back in the bowl continue cooking and then like it was it was really funny because lots of people would come in and they'd be like they'll see us dropping stuff in the crevice and they'd be like ugh <laughs> And I'll be like, guess what you're eating? It's crevice food. <laughs> it's crevice food. And no one got ill. And no one got ill. Alive. So, ha, ha, ha. I love it. Ha, ha, ha. I'd eat out of that crevice <laughs> all day. If I was hungry enough, I'd I have. eat out of that crevice. You don't have to be hungry. Um, you'll eat it anyway. I would, yeah. I only need to be mildly peckish, which is almost constant state. Even when I'm full, one part of me is mildly peckish. That's um, the problem. I'm all always 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 a mildly pack i'm never not yeah. i could be no. the most full of, even after that that meal from la dame de peak i someone yeah. could have given me food i probably would have eaten it yeah totally yeah i am um, and, and and i'm afraid it that is hereditary like the other day my son um who's having breakfast and he did one of the most me things he's ever done which was he's had porridge and um and uh, uh normally he'd have it with like the the kind of middle class bougie thing with blueberries and seeds and then a spoon of jam right oh nice and um, that on that day because he knew there was some in the house he asked if instead of jam he could have biscoff and so I was like of course and he put a spoon of biscoff in and he'd stirred it all up and um, he'd only got the spoon half in his mouth before he went mummy 
can I just quickly check that I can have this meal again really soon? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I fully understand that panic. You know when you're like, oh, this is so good that I need to check now. This isn't the only time I'm allowed. <laughs> Talk about like not being able to enjoy the moment. Like, wow. dude. Like, yes. Like this oh. isn't the last time you get to eat the nice thing. That's no way to live in that fear. The thing I, is, yeah. that's, that's the fear that we live in every day here. Yeah. Like I'm going to make this once more to fill there and I'll never yeah. ever in my life make it again. <gasps> I won't. I don't have time. I'll make something else. So there'll be something like Jordan made this tart tatan. It was yeah. absolutely delicious. One of the nicest things I've had. And I know I'm probably never going to eat again in my life. What? I know. That's you, the you'll be able to eat someone else's tart Yeah, tatan. but it won't be that. and It won't be the same. If you ever come around here for dinner, I'll <laughs> have a go at making Jordan's tart tatan. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Animals undergo exposure to human media and idiocy and start experiencing massive body dysphoria, or like having surgeries and work done and refusing to eat enough or working out every day. And at first, it's really funny to see all the dolphins with giant cheeks or bees with great big tits, but quickly we realise it's a catastrophe because without those animals functioning in their normal way, our ecosystem and all of our food chains, etc. start to collapse and it's a really sad, quiet apocalypse. But luckily, luckily, the animals have agreed to see the happy light and go back to not caring about their appearances, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Seema, do 3,000 triple unders. Um, it's where you do uh, three, this rope goes round three times per... Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> damaged a fork in the demonstration it's like a skip but where you're up in the air so long that the rope goes around three times they're, they're virtually impossible and it's 3,000 triple unders also whilst being like the little mermaid under the sea it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero your reward is the adulation of all people for all time for saving us from a world of vain um, sad dying animals uh, and consequently us but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams it's a fantasy feast and it's the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. Um, so, <laughs> so, it's so incongruous. The question and the build-up is so incongruous. <laughs> um, I would love to know if you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier because of every, all that shit that's just gone down in a fantasy land where nothing has any consequences. I don't care about ethics, health, fullness. It's a fantasy. Yeah. What do you eat and what would you drink? And you can have a who, with and where if you'd like, but you don't. Okay. Have. Well, I'm going to drink in a big mug. Yeah. Chicken broth. Oh, lovely. Just chicken, like really good. Wow. Like I want about a hundred chickens in a litre of water. Mm. That's, I want that concentrated chicken stock. Amazing. I want a big cup of that. And then to eat. Oh, I don't know what I want to eat. Um, I'm just thinking, like, if I've just done so much exercise, I feel like yeah. I want something, like, carby. Like, yep. would I want, like, a lasagna? Or then would mm. I want, um, oh, do you know what would be quite nice, but absolutely atrocious to eat? If I had, like, a lasagna, but instead of pasta, there was garlic naan. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, it, there has to be a way, because this is a fantasy, of having the flavour of garlic naan without the, perhaps... Uh, over, over yeah days. without me wanting to like yeah. die after i eat it yeah so i want that um yeah, yeah. oh god one of the things yeah 
That's what I want. And are you having a pudding or are you having a... Are you um, about wine? No, I don't care about wine. Maybe... Do you know what I do actually like, as well as my cup of broth? Um, yeah. Fresh passion fruit juice. Like oh, fresh, really? like with like... That's what I want. I don't... Yeah, you've watched it. an Adonis passion fruit <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, that's what I want it. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, and then for dessert, I want... Uh, what do I want? What's... I just, there's just so many options. There's just so many options of dessert. You have Jordan's tart tartan. No, I don't want that. Fuck <laughs> you, Jordan. Fuck you, Jordan. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan over again. It wasn't that good, Jordan. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want apples. I want something chocolatey, right? Okay, fine. You want yeah, something like way. you want something really, really chocolatey. I think I think just like warm cookie dough. Mm. Like, do you know? Do you know that really like the the sickly sweet kind you get from like creams? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Have you seen, um, they're not sponsoring me, but I just want to talk about it. <laughs> in, M- in M&S, they've started doing bags of spherical chocolate orbs with cookie dough inside. Yeah. Wow. Balls, I think. Wow. That sounds incredible. That sounds absolutely are, incredible. I have been influenced. I've been changed. And I've been improved. Oh my by having them in goodness, the that sounds so. Yeah. And is it inside? Is it like soft or is it like hard? Soft enough. Oh, soft enough. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you very much for doing this silly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. It was a real laugh. Thank it you, was darling. Really I'm in my tongue. What a flipping blast party that was, please. Dare you taste from the crevice of doom? <laughs> I dare. Uh, make sure you're following her. At Seema Gets Baked <laughs> um, uh, is what she's called on Instagram and on the TikToks. Um, I am not on TikToks. I should join. My son calls it Click Clock. Long may that last. Um, and the um, recipe for that genuinely delicious and cheapest chips risotto is um, a video and as part of her partnership with Samsung. And that is available in the podcast notes right actual now why don't you come and see me do some stand-up i'm working up new material you can go to my website to um, find tickets jessicafosterq.com that's also where you go if you want to send me anything longer than a tweet because there's a link on there to email me if that's the sort of thing you like doing although a man called tony recently emailed me to say he was writing and he's written a short film and i needed to meet him today or tomorrow to make it funny for him for 40 pounds <laughs> i mean if he's thinking i might oh maybe i'll email her that don't email me that i don't want to hear that i'll read that i'm fucking busy um talking of which i am fucking busy and as a result of that i am after the 200th episode which is around mid-december gonna make this podcast fortnightly rather than weekly i will have done the podcast once a week every friday for four years so if you're annoyed about it going fortnightly please don't be please keep listening if you've heard me say please don't be annoyed please keep listening even though it's fortnightly um and you still are annoyed fuck off um (laughs) is that I think that's what I think that's how to, I think that's a great way to talk to you. It's weird that I don't get sort of brand partnerships, isn't it really? Not. Um okay, follow the Hoovering Pod on 
Instagram and on Facebook and maybe one day on TikTok but not yet and on Twitter at The Hoovering Pod follow me at Jessica Foster Q uh, I've already told you how you can email me through my website Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you learn more at UH1.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do it. I'd like to hear from you. Everyone but Tony, email me now. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast, by the way. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham, and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hoovering.